0: so what do dandelion seeds and the mission of love times two have in common the love times two podcast starts now welcome to 139 the official podcast of love times two here is your host mike victor Hey, welcome to the Love Times 2 podcast, the official podcast of Love Times 2. If this is your first time tuning in, uh, just know that you're welcome, and I hope that you'll find the dialogue uh really thought-provoking and informative. But just keep in mind that it's not a one-way street, so I'd really like to know if you have comments, suggestions, or any other type of feedback on the topics that we're covering on this podcast. Our mission is to love every mom and every baby, no matter what, and when we get there, We're going to make the world a better place. Moms and babies. Now, I'm not sure uh, where you are finding this podcast because it could be from several different sources. Just it's just the way we have it out there. Uh, but to make it simple and to help make sure that you never miss a single episode, uh, you can now subscribe to the Love Times Two podcast on Apple Podcast. Do that, and you're all set. The new episode's posted. You get the notification on it, and it's simply can't get any easier than that. Be sure to check out all of our available episodes and. If you really, really want to help spread the word about the podcast, uh, here are two really easy ways that you can do it. Number one, Share every episode with your social media network. It's the fastest and most effective way to get the word out and to draw others into this discussion that we're having about moms and babies. Uh, number two, rate us on Apple Podcast. Unless you really don't like the podcast, then don't rate us. <laughs> but if you like the podcast, and uh, yeah, you can go to Apple Podcast and just give us a, a, a really high rating. Hopefully, you will. Hope you like the podcast. You no, know, honestly, if you don't, then don't give us that high rating and let us know. What you think about it but if you do like what you're hearing uh it'd be very helpful to us to give us a great rating on that and above all hey thanks for being a listener i really do appreciate it hope that you're getting uh, something out of this podcast hope it's useful to you i really do uh so today's topic centers on drumroll dandelions and i can hear what you're thinking dandelions those annoying weeds that invade You know your yard every spring, dandelions. Uh, You got it. I mean, we're going to be talking about dandelions. And before you exit the podcast, just hold on just a second. Uh, This isn't a gardening show, and it's not a pitch for you know weed killer or something like that. The whole topic just sort of came out of the blue. It really did. I mean, this morning I'm going through the science section of my news feed. And for some reason, this story just caught my eye and really got me to thinking. And uh, believe me, I didn't set out to read anything about dandelions, especially when this episode is being recorded in the fall, and dandelions aren't even a thing in the fall. But uh, there it was, a story about dandelions just sort of uh, jumping out at me. So uh, you're asking right now, what's the big deal about dandelions? And I know, in the back of your mind, you're still saying, what the, What does this have to do with the Love Times 2 podcast? It seems the extraordinary flying ability of dandelion seeds. You know, those, those white, um, frail looking little seeds that float around in the springtime. You know, after the dandelions go through that flowering stage where, you know, people look at them and say, Oh, they're cute. Look at those cute yellow flowers in the yard. Well, they're actually weeds. And then they, you know, they turn into these little, uh, you know, puffball looking things. And then the wind comes along and these little white seeds just go floating out all over your yard and exponentially create more weeds in your yard. Uh, you know, your neighbors are looking at you, your neighbor with the perfect lawn that just hates to see those dandelion seeds floating (laughs) towards them. Uh, but the of those seeds, it's possible thanks to a form of flight that has never, never been seen before in nature, according to brand new research. The discovery, which confirms that this common plant, the dandelion, is among the natural world's best flyers, shows the movement of air around and within its parachute-shaped bundle of bristles uh, actually enables the seeds to travel at great distances, often a mile or more. I mean, can you imagine that, that little dandelion in your yard, the wind blows? That seed could go over a mile uh, through this process that it uses. And it's kept afloat almost entirely, actually entirely, by wind power and researchers from the University of Edinburgh carried out experiments to better understand why dandelion seeds fly so well. I mean, now, isn't that kind of cool? I mean, I'm not a science guy, but to think of uh, uh, some researchers at the University of Edinburgh, somebody thought of this one day to say, hey, why don't we study dandelion seeds to see why they fly so well? And uh, so, they you know, whoever came up with this concept uh, decided to you know, move this research forward. And despite their parachute structure being largely made up of empty space, these seeds just you know just do this phenomenal uh, way of flying that has you know people in science kind of scratching their head and say how do they, how are these seeds doing this Well the study revealed that a ring-shaped air bubble forms as the air moves through the bristles of the seed and it enhances the drag and slows each seed's descent, to the ground. Now, the newly formed air bubbles, which the scientists have named uh, the separated vortex ring. I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool name right there. The separated vortex ring. Uh, it's physically detached from the bristles and it's stabilized by air flowing through it. The amount of air flowing through, which is critical in keeping the bubble stable and directly above the seed in flight is precisely controlled by the spacing of the bristles. Now, the flight mechanism of the bristly parachute thing underpins the seed's steady flight, and it is four times more efficient than what is possible with conventional parachute design, according to this research. Now, just think about that. It is four times more efficient than what is even possible with any type of conventional parachute design. That's what this research uh, proved. Dr. Cathal Cummings of the University of Edinburgh School of Biological Science and Engineering, who led the study, said this. Here's his quote. Taking a closer look at the ingenious structures in nature, like the dandelion's parachute, can reveal novel insights. We found a natural solution for flight that minimizes the material and energy cost, which can be applied to engineering of sustainable technology. End quote. Now, it just happened that in this exact same news feed, I see this story. This was all about an international team of astronomers who have discovered a titanic structure in the early universe. Uh, this galaxy Proto supercluster nicknamed Hyperion. Okay. There's another name. So we've already seen what was the other thing we talked about here? This vortex thing. Now we're talking about Hyperion. That's the name of this thing. It's the largest and most massive structure yet found at such a remote time and distance. Here's a quote from the researchers. This is the first time that such a large structure has been identified at such a high redshift okay, this is one of the lead researchers there. Um, Again, continuing the quote, normally, These kinds of structures are known at lower redshifts, which means when the universe had much more time uh, to construct such huge things. It was a surprise to see something this evolved when the universe was relatively young. He continued by pointing out that the understanding of how it compares to recent structures can give insights into how the universe developed in the past and allows us the opportunity to challenge some models of supercluster formulation. Uh, Unearthing, here's another question. Quote, Unearthing this cosmic Titan helps uncover the history of these large scale structures. End quote. All of this is just from one day in my newsfeed in the science section of it. Okay, so we have this um, research about the development, the travelability of dandelion seeds, and then we have these researchers finding this titanic uh, structure uh, in the universe. And again, you might be asking, why are we talking about this? And what does it have to do with the mission of Love Times 2? Here is why these stories are relevant. Science, including these new discoveries, just continues to reveal an intricacy and in design and artistry. I mean, real artistry that never fails to amaze. And sometimes there's so much closed-mindedness in the world of structured science that the concept of a creator, God, is just ruled out at the onset, uh, leaving us to grapple for ways to explain things like how the flight of seeds from a common weed, the science behind the flight of seeds from a dandelion surpasses the the flight mechanisms designed by today's most brilliant engineers however brilliant they are and whatever technology they're they're pulling off of they still can't match the design of flight structure of a dandelion seed i mean that's just mind-blowing or you know things like the deeper exploration of our universe uh, pointing to such um, grand design and grand design that uh, is leaving scientists scratching their head and saying, um, this looks like the universe is a lot younger than what we think it is. But when you've ruled a creator god – out of the equation in a discussion in the formation of a universe, when you've when you've automatically just set that aside and say we cannot include that in our thinking, you know that, that's just a tragedy because it really uh, it really goes against true science and looking and trying to explain these things that are right in front of our eyes. And uh, you know, actually, when you talk about the standard for dating of the universe, and I realize we're getting into uh, really deep waters here with this, but um, you know, there really isn't a standard. I mean, we, we hear about the standard line. I, there really isn't a standard. And, and just kind of jumping aside for a second, um, you know, I love to go to national parks and museums. And, and every time that I go to one of these, if I've got time to do it, I'll take in those, you know, those 15 minute films that uh, give you a highlight of the region or, you know, a topic of the natural surroundings of what you're visiting for the day and so forth. And, you know, actually, I need to start tracking this. I need to start just jotting a note down um, in my iPhone every time I hear a different presentation. Because one of the things I've noticed as I go to these, and I've, you know, seen quite a few of them, is that uh, the the timelines are completely arbitrary. I mean, they really are completely arbitrary arbitrary. I mean, one will say billions of years, uh, these mountains formed. Another will say hundreds of millions of years ago, tens of millions of years ago, the timeline just slides. It slides all over the place. I mean, so it's not like there's a, there, there's a standard, which in and of itself um, should make you kind of scratch your head and wonder. But, uh, you know, I'm not making this up. I mean, it just seems to be so intellectually illogical, but that's just part of the aftermath of once you take a creator God out of the equation and, and you say that's impossible, then you have to base everything from that point going forward, eliminating him as any part of the discussion. And I think that's a really, really, really big deal. Whether there are millions or billions of years in discrepancy, uh, that's a really big deal And when, when people are dating stuff. And I just really encourage you to work through that in your own thinking on this. Now, years ago, um, I mean, I had... uh just a uh, you know a discussion with a professor after a class one evening who just I mean uh, honestly I mean he just uh, wound up telling me I'm confusing science and religion and I'm not I mean that's not where I was going at all I was just pointing out uh, inconsistencies and, and questioning him on some things which wasn't really popular with him to be questioned on it but the the best defense that he could give of this just arbitrary timeline that he was throwing out is well you know end of the debate you're confusing science and religion I'm not going to talk about about it anymore. So I don't know. That was kind of disappointing because I was just really honestly uh, bringing out some things that seemed to be uh, inconsistent. And let me just toss this out for the sake of dialogue, that there is a creator who is beyond genius, beyond artistic, beyond what we can get our heads around. There really is. This is why science will never exhaust its research, never stop making discoveries, never stop being amazed at things like dandelion seeds and behemoth star systems. That aren't supposed to be there. They're not supposed to be able to fly like that. They're not supposed to be that young in the universe, according to you know what we're told. But guess what? The seeds are flying beyond anything modern engineers can design. And this behemoth star is out there when it's not supposed to be. Hmm. Something to think about. You know, I would expect a creator to be like an artist, you know, imaginative, skillful, able to make creation come alive, and also leaving telltale signs on everything that he does. The fingerprints are there in everything that the Creator does, which all takes me to Psalm 139. If you've never read Psalm 139, um, I'm really going to encourage you to do that. In fact, uh, go to Psalm 139, and as you read through that, pause when you get to the 13th verse All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Hey, far greater than the flight of a seed, far more profound even than the stars, is the way that you and I were formed in our mother's wombs, carrying a unique DNA that no other person in the history of the universe, for all of history, no other person will have your DNA, no one but you, uniquely made, uniquely created, uniquely loved. Just something to think about today. Hey, that's it for this episode of the Love Times 2 podcast. Have questions and comments, email me at podcast at lovetimes2.org and let me know what's on your mind. And also be sure to like us on Facebook at lovetimes2org and uh, share this episode with everyone on your social network. Help us get the word out. Help us to expand this discussion uh, worldwide. And always never forget change the culture and the politics will follow. This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, and the number 2.org. Thanks for listening.